Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Book Journeys Radio. Uh, we are here today with Wendy Lynn Phillips, the author of Naked to Knockout. Go right now to nakedtoknockout.com and check out Wendy's uh, website, which is all about beauty from the inside out. So, Wendy, thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. Awesome, Mandela. I'm thrilled to share with your audience and provide some help, maybe. And uh, I know you just have a great resource for listeners, and you're, you are a resource. That was something I uh, tweeted today. What an incredible resource you are, Angela. So thank you for having me on. Well, I know, Wendy, your passion is helping people really find their uh, inner beauty, and I feel really connected with you in that my passion, which is to, like, just as big as yours, it's helping new authors get the book that's inside of them out. And I know for everybody, the process of going from not an author to being an author is a unique one. And for some people, it's easy and some people, it's hard. But my mission with this show and what I'm hoping you can help our listeners with today is learning a little bit from your journey that might help people with their own. So can you tell us a little bit about was Naked to Knock Out your first book, and can you tell us the process of um, becoming an author? Yes, thank you. I uh, Some some parts of the journey we'd rather forget because, yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it you know, anything in life, I always say, if it's worth it, it isn't usually easy. And so I think you've got to determine before you embrace the opportunity before you embark on the journey, get the map, see the destination, and remind yourself that it is going to be worth it. And when you have that determination on the forefront, you know, the the steps and the process of what you don't know, you you just have to trust that you'll figure it out and you'll learn it and the right people will come into your lives and you know, if they have a coach and a book coach and an author and someone like you and a great publishing company they're working with, it's certainly going to be a lot easier, um, but it is not easy. And so I, um, you know, I, I don't know if it's all right to say that, but I think that's just the truth. And is it worth it? By all means. Absolutely. Am I glad I did it? Heavens, yes. And, um, you know, the journey is part else of what, continues to help you grow and be even more effective as an author. And, you know, even maybe, I don't know, I'm just thinking of this, forget the word author, and it, maybe it's kind of weird, but, you know, it's think of it, it's messenger. You just said there's a message mm. in you, and your job is to help others get it out of them. And so whether you begin your book journey as a speaker or not, you probably want to learn to become one if if that's not a skill you've developed because sharing what the book is about and doing things like this, you know, with radio to share any, with an even broader audience and kind of getting yourself out there on the media frenzy fire line, you know, I call it, is I liken it to being on a roller coaster, you know, almost naked with your strap on, your hands in the air, and you're just kind of going, wee, you know, you've got to decide it's going to be a fun trip. 
So um, it's a little out of control, and for some personalities, that doesn't fare as well as others. But um, like you mentioned, well, tell like us about people, tell us about you. What were you doing yeah. when you decided well, to so write that's a book? Me. And, right. Yeah. I. It was one of those things, Angela, where I always thought, you know, one day I got to write a book about this. One day I'm going to write a book about that. You know, I would have funny experiences in life. I would. Some good, some definitely not so good. I, I have quite a interesting, I'll just leave it at that, upbringing. And so, you know, part of my past and what has shaped me to become who I am and recognize um, the incredible value that the world places on the outside and what I as a person know and believe character to matter most was something that was hard to balance for me. And so clearly growing up, it was a struggle. Um, I had a lot of great successes, but even inside, I wasn't happy. I wasn't certain, you know, of who I was. I struggled a lot with image and appearance, as most girls do, you know, teenage girls and, you know, going to the college age up to the mid-20s, you know, and, and really, even as an older mom, we'll say, let's just leave it at that, um, I had two daughters, and so now my daughters are 10 and 5, and of course, I'm faced with right in front of me the very dilemma that I grew up having is how am I going to, how can I pave the way for them to embrace wanting to be beautiful, to, you know, be a little girl, have, do bows, do recitals, do dirt bikes, do karate, do whatever you want to do, and yet at the same time realize that that is so not what's most important in life. So I felt like, oh, my gosh, I can't How? I mean, what? what's going to happen to decide that one day I'm going to write a book is today. And for me, I just kind of had that little wake-up call and thought, and I embraced an opportunity to become part of a, a group of other people. I didn't have a clue how to get started. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I'm not an English major. I um, I had built a very successful business in the beauty industry for 20 years, so I had tons of clients. I've done workshops. I've trained. I've coached. I've you know, I had a lot of experience, but I certainly didn't have a lot in the book and publishing arena. So for me, it was, you know, a decision to go for it. No no better time than now. Let's do it, you know, and so that was kind of it. And, and did so you I have did, a book coach that you worked with? Um, you know, initially I did not. I got one along the journey. And um, I, you know, I I didn't even know where to find one. I I don't really have any cl- at that when I started. I didn't have any close friends that I knew of that had written a book. And you know, quote famous people write books, not ordinary people like Wendy write a book. Hmm. So that's kind of you know where I was coming from. And um, I'm so grateful for the group and the coaches and the, you know, resources that I was able to become a part of and take part of. So, yes. So um, when you first started, was there, is there something thinking back now, is there something you wish you knew before you put pen to paper or typewriter to, (laughs) finger to typewriter? Yeah, yeah, typewriter, right. Not anymore. (laughs) 
it's called easy erase and spell check, right? <laughs> right. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a lot easier. And actually, the coach that I used, the author coach, um, I'm happy to share. Ann McIndoo is actually someone that, um, you know, if, if anyone's interested in that specific part, I, I'm not sure how. Did you work she, with her on your book? I did. I absolutely did. And um, she's a big proponent of speaking your book. And I tried to do that. It didn't quite work for me. I really liked writing, writing, typing, typing, looking at it, rereading it, reading it out loud, sounding, uh, seeing if it sounded like it was me because my book was really personal. It was a lot of how-to tips, but I also included a lot of my life stories because to me the thread throughout my book is taking obstacles in life and turning them into opportunities. So while I did it under kind of the genre, if you will, of you know the beauty business, probably still the target market is obviously women, um, there's some great stories in there. I interviewed over 100 women um, with the same questions in a form that I got. So that took months. You know, that really mm. took a long time, and I learned a lot more about the things that I already thought I knew a lot about by getting that feedback. That would be something I would strongly encourage anyone to do. Do some surveys, use that, you know, Survey Monkey, do some free resources, use your list, your current client list if you're, you know, a business and have customers, use friends, use people from all walks of life and um you know, conservative, liberal, whatever, you know, you need a melting pot, so to speak, of feedback. And I think that alone was the embark of a very eye-opening experience. How did you get the idea to do the survey? Did somebody give you that idea? You know, I don't even, that's, that's a great question. I don't know. I I don't want to not give someone credit, but I'm thinking maybe it was just my idea. I'm not sure. I um, <laughs> crazy uh, idea. Uh, what and, a crazy idea. Yeah. And did you do that before you started writing your book? Absolutely. Yep. I didn't even have the name of it yet. I, um, but I, you know, and it was the beginning. I felt too. That this is another key point. It was the beginning of, for the first time, really technically, legally, putting it down on paper for others to see and know that I, in fact, admitted and committed that I was writing a book. Mm. And so while I did that for me, it, it is, it really is. And that's, you know, when you commit and say it out there to people, you know, then, of course, what begins to happen is the good, but but the at times frustrating cycle of, well, is your book done yet? Is your book done yet? When is your book coming out? Where can we get your book? Blah, 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 blah. You know, you get so tired of hearing that. It drives you nuts, it, but it makes you totally determined to get the darn thing done. So what were some of the other things you did before you started actually writing? Did you do an outline? Did you do your book cover first? What did you do before you wrote your book? Okay, that's – I. I actually, again, I um, I joined a, a networking group. I joined a um, mentoring group, part of a quantum leap type of program. I know you're familiar with that. And 
I surrounded myself by other experts who had already done what I was about to do. And so I have an athletic background, and perhaps if your listeners can relate, you know, in sports, you always want to play tennis with someone better than you because it makes your game, it it makes you play up a level. And I love that in sports, and, of course, I love that in business, to be challenged. And I've always known to surround myself, you know, by someone else that's doing it better than me, doing it longer than me. Um, Love You know, I I don't wait around to get a mentor. I just go find one. So if that's not the kind of personality you are, I would encourage you to, you know, strongly consider that you find someone to mentor you that's already been down that road. That's great. That's a great piece of advice. And um, then when you did start writing, did you bump into any experiences of writer's block or um, maybe just things in life that came up that slowed you down on meeting your deadline? Or when you wrote, did you just sit down and write and bang it out without a problem? Oh, no, no, no. Um, As perhaps most people, there's, you know, what we call multitasking and you know, this was something I was doing, and I don't even want to say my part-time because I literally had no part-time. I'm, I um, happen to be in the central Florida area, and I'm married to a very successful home builder. However, you know, two years ago, that was not a very happy profession to have in Florida. And so we kind of agreed that, you know, that was part else of the reason that, this was a good time for me to go ahead and, although I already had two businesses I was running, um, to go ahead and write a book on top of that, and he would assume some of the Mr. Mom roles. And so for me, you know, that was my situation. It was just incredibly challenging finding the time to be uninterrupted. And um, really the only time that happened was either after 9 or 10 p.m. and before 7 a.m., So I remember countless nights I would write from 10 to midnight, go to sleep, get up and write from 5 to 8 in the morning, and then go get dressed and and go to work, you know, and do my other job and then come home and do mommy and do this and that and dinner. And so it was um, very challenging, and I had to really, really control my self-talk. I guess that's, you know, a... A summary, but probably if there's women, they can definitely fill in the blanks there. So, yes, there was a lot of, um, you know, just challenges that you you don't believe in yourself. And then, you know, then you begin thinking halfway through this thing that's so challenging, well, who in the world is actually going to buy this? I mean, is anyone going to buy it? I mean, why would anyone want to buy this? And so you begin having those thoughts in your head, and I'm telling you, you know, that can either make or break you. Absolutely, absolutely. So what so is pat- one, you know, it, yeah. one way that you were able to combat some of that? One thing I hear all the time, every single client I've coached, no matter how successful they are, will say to me, who am I to write this book? Or who's going to buy this book, like you said? So what's something that you told yourself that you might offer as advice to our listeners um, that helped you overcome that? I I think that, I mean, there's the 
let let me give two answers. The initial answer is I was determined to be true to myself and that because you know, well for a lot of reasons, but it was a goal. I'm a woman of integrity. I said I was going to do it and gosh darn, I'm doing it. You know, I will focus on finish. Focus on the finish line. You must absolutely become a bulldog about focusing on the finish. And so, number one, that would kind of help me not even allow myself to get into the emotional, you know, spin of wah, 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 you know, the, the crying about it or whatever we do with ourselves. But number two, I would say then on a practical sense, when you say, well, who's going to buy it? Well, hello, you know, let's get a marketing plan here. So that was part two of what else I did is that I was smart enough to, you know, get myself associated again with those group of people who really knew a whole heck of a lot more about what they were doing in in terms of marketing a book. And as you well know, hopefully anyone that begins the journey of writing the book knows that only writing it is half and marketing it is the other half. So I did know that. I wasn't completely ignorant about that. I do have, you know, I've marketed plenty in my other businesses. So I actually have a little bit of a strong suit in that. But with all the changes of media and what you do with books and the social networks and, you know, two years ago, Twitter and Facebook were popular, but perhaps not quite at all, like what's happening today. So, um I mean, my gosh, we didn't even have Pinterest two years ago. So, you know, it's pretty incredible what else I've learned and how my head has been so expanded to all these fabulous ways that you can market your book. And all you have to think is, you know, the world is my potential customer. And the Internet helps me connect with the world. So, I, you know, the rest is just filling in some blanks there about being strategic, but um, I, I think that that's, you know, that's what worked for me. I, I did reach bestseller status on Amazon. Um, we did a book launch, and, um, you know, it, it was it was as successful as I could have expected it to be, being what I minimally invested, I guess, financially in the launch. Now, I invested, you know, quite a bit, and doing um, the book, the cover, the editing, the, you know, quality type printing and whatnot. I, I use two-color print in my book. I have an eight full-color section insert that I put in there, and a lot of those were obviously extra charges. My topic is image, and so I wanted my book to reflect quality image, and so to me that was important. Um and, you know, that was costly. So I didn't spend quite as much on the marketing and the book launch. And even without hiring a big firm, we were able to reach the top 100 on Amazon. So that was very exciting. Angela? So, Wendy, um, can you talk a little bit about what get what being a bestseller has gotten for you? What's the best thing to come out of having a bestseller for you? 
I think we may have lost Wendy. Are you there? Oh, there she is. You're back. I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. I'm glad you're back. I've been uh, prattering away. But um, what I was saying is, can you tell us, because being a bestseller is exciting, but what what comes out of that? What are some of the tangible results of having a book, having a best-selling book um, that have helped you um, in your in your career, in your business, and as an author? Great question. Well, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to minimize the goal of that and uh, minimize others' great successes. It is certainly something. Again, I'm goal oriented. I set a goal to do that and. Um, it was great to learn and to make connections with a lot of people and the team spirit and the buzz and the camaraderie of pulling something like that off is certainly fabulous. Um, obviously as a result of that, you can use that to, um, for instance, ask for higher fees for speaking and you can use that at, you know, as a title when you go to the second reprint of the book. And, you know, people tend to be a little more interested perhaps in a book that's actually a bestseller. And, you know, not always. Some people are simply uh, interested in the topic. Some are more interested in the author. And, you know, but some are interested in that. It's the same as some might be more interested in who really endorsed it and some of those same, so you know. Me a, those, give me a before and after in your personal life. What's different now that you have a book? Where oh, before God, you did? that's good. Yes, after the book, clearly I am, the book is your business card. And so it has created endless open doors of opportunities to speak, um, it, which is ultimately – Ultimately, that was my goal, is that I wanted to speak more as a profession and be able to command higher fees. And so absolutely, that's what's happened. And people are calling me every week. I'm completely booked from now till Christmas and even into, I just had someone last week um, already pay to secure me a down deposit for February 2013. I mean, you know, it's just crazy. Wow, that's exciting. Yes, it's very exciting. And I've been able to um, create sponsorships with large companies. Cadillac has sponsored me, uh, you know, a resort here uh, locally. We did a huge Mother's Day contest that part included their their giveaway. It was a $2,500 package that I secured to give away to my listeners and audience. And um, so, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, there's no way to gauge that. You just need to do it because the credibility and the other people who will want to connect with your success are really priceless. I mean, really and truly, the, um, the I, I don't know, I always have a saying, you know, people always want to get on a train that's moving. Hmm. And I'm not saying, if you don't have a book, it doesn't mean you're not moving, it doesn't mean you're not um, valuable, you're not a pro, you're not an expert, you can be all those things. But I think if you are already those things, then you should have a book. <laughs> Because we need to hear how fabulous you are. You know, the world needs to know. And whether you do it in uh, ebook form only, which is 
obviously a very small, small financial commitment, um, or you do an actual, you know, print and ebook format. I, you know, of course, did the Kindle and the Nook version and all of that. So um, the money from the book is not the reason to write a book. The reason to write the book has to be bigger. And it has to be, again, going back to our original, that you have a message that you believe is worth hearing and that the stories are relatable and you're authentic about having lived out your message that you believe will, in fact, help someone else in their journey of life. And so when you do that, you know, the book, like I said, again, it's just part of your bigger plan and purpose. And whether yeah. that's speaking, coaching, or, you know, in your own job, it may be as an attorney that, you know, you um, do that and, of course, are able to not only, com- you know, com- attract hiring clients, but that your office staff becomes, um, you know, they step it up a level. Everybody that's connected to success gets some of the success. And yeah, so I, nice. you know, I think that's another, so, yeah, team what, spirit is huge. What was different? What was different than you expected, or maybe uh, harder? Mm-hmm. Some of the challenges that came up that you didn't. Oh, expect. it takes longer. My husband has a saying, <laughs> even in home building, everything costs more and takes longer. And guess mm-hmm. what? Not only is it true in homes, it's true in the book. It's probably true in many facets of life. But I would just say, you know, it. It would be better to adopt that attitude than try to think you're going to, you know, be the exception to the rule. It's probably going to cost more even than what you think, and it's probably going to take longer. It's just the way it is. So, you know, that's frustrating, and when you can't do anything about it and you've got some ripple effects, um, you know, you, you just got to deal with it. And in our final minutes, what advice do you want to leave authors, future authors, people who would like to write a book? What advice would you leave them having been there, having taken your own journey? Well, that just like you started, if if you've ever had the thought of a book being in you, then you deserve to have it come out. You know, there's so many people Actually, there's many people who've never considered that, perhaps like me, because they thought, you know, oh, only famous people write books. But no, you know, any unique experience um, of life, any area that will really add value to others and give steps that will provide a resource that will be a tool and a tip that will save people time and money, you know, that will help their pain go away and whatever that is and what area you have had successful experiences of overcoming in life, you should consider how you could monetize that perhaps, how you could share that, how that can strategically be part of your legacy. And that's probably how I'd like to end is, you know, all of us do have our days numbered. And so if there's any desire to have a legacy that really will live on long after you're here, 
this is a way to do that really effectively. And, um, you know, there's certainly a lot more I want to be remembered for than just having written a book and certainly even just what's in that book. Um, but I but I know that I would like to be remembered for going for it in life. I'd like to be remembered as being a passionate mom, a passionate woman, a community involver, uh, you know, a, a person that helped inspire and pull people up instead of being the naysayer that tore them down. And so, you know, hopefully my book is certainly a way that replicates that with my life story in terms of what I'm accustomed to. You know, I've been in the beauty business, so I wrote about what I know, but I sprinkled in my life lessons and nuggets of truth that I believe um, will help everyone, you know, just live a better life. Well. I think that is absolutely true and a great way to leave it. Your book journey is a key part of your legacy. Um, It may may not be your whole legacy, but it's definitely a key part, especially your first book journey. So we will Mm -hmm. be back next week on Book Journeys Radio, and we'll talk more about how you can create the book uh, that will be a part of your legacy. Meanwhile, uh, check out Wendy Lynn Phillips at NakedToKnockout.com. Thanks for being here, Wendy. Thank you, Angela. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye for now.